Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Online's DMing people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Falling on me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you. Can't see. My God, some things I can't see until I bow down on my knees. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Some things I can't see. Till my God, thank you, thank you. Thank you for clarity. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for knowledge. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't see until. Good morning, good morning. I love you too. Thank you, thank you, my God. Thank you, Father. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you. Just keep sharing. Oh, thank you, Romania. Big love to Romania. Thank you. Thank you, Romania. Good morning. My God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. God, you are so faithful. God, you are so faithful. God, you are so faithful. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Thank you, Lord. I can see clearly now on my knees. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, Trinidad. Good morning to Trinidad. Welcome, thank you. My God, my God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I lift you up. I glorify you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Better now. My God, I understand better now. On my knees, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Vanessa, hey, Kai, good morning, Tammy. Thank you, thank you, my God, I thank you. Yeah, in the nations, in the nations, in the nations, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your people this morning. I just thank you for your glory, Lord God. We bow down before you this morning. And we just lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We are absolutely anxious for nothing. (laughs) Leaning not unto our own understanding. Doing everything in prayer and supplication, Lord God. Thank you today as we learn to submit more to the right authority, Lord God. 
We cast all our cares before you, Lord God. We lay aside every weight, Lord God. I thank you that the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus, Lord God. Thank you for your resurrecting power. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you, Father God, for a shift, a paradigm shift, Lord God, in the spirit realm, in our favor. I thank you for justice. I thank you for peace. I thank you, Father God. We long for you, Lord God. We long for more of you, Daddy God. We long for more of you, Lord God. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you, we praise you, we magnify you. We glorify you, Lord God. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord God. You are so amazing. You are so mighty, Lord God. We thank you, we bless you, we praise you. We hunger and thirst after you. We long, Father God, for you to satisfy us, Lord God. We thank you for the very presence of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for all you are to us. We thank you, Father God. We bless you, we lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your glory, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. We bow down before you, Lord God. We bow down before you, Lord God. Thank you. Some things I cannot see until I bow down, until I get out the way, until I submit to the right authority, Lord God. My God, until I let Jesus be my big brother and the Holy Spirit be my advocate, show us your glory, Lord God. Let your glory manifest in our life, Lord God. Jesus, give us your holiness. Lord God, let us not be wise in our own eyes, Lord God. I thank you, Father. I thank you for every person, every life, every household, every person, every individual, every ministry, and every business that's on this devotional today. Father God, and we just seat ourselves at your feet to sup with you, to learn from you, Lord God. And we just... Thank you for your grace, and we thank you, Father God, for brand new mercies, Lord God. Give us your mercy, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. You are with us, and you go before us, and the angels go before us. We thank you for correcting us, for giving us clear vision, and giving us clear sight, Father God, and for ordering our steps. Lord God, now open our eyes, give us ears to hear, let our hearts be fertile to receive, my God. Let our hearts be fertile to receive. Let us understand the necessity and the importance of Jesus and who you are and who you called us to be in Jesus name. Amen. Lord, I thank you. 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 You are healer. I thank you. You are healer. I thank you for your healing power, Lord God. I thank you for our righteousness. I thank you. We are chosen. We are adopted. We are redeemed and we are set free. And I thank you just for your glory. I thank you for grace. I thank you for mercy. I thank you for love. I thank you for protection. I thank you for our families. I thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides. I thank you for being Jehovah Shalom, the keeper of our peace. I thank you for being El Shaddai, all we ever need. I thank you, Lion of Judah. I thank you, God Almighty. I thank you, God Almighty. I thank you. God Almighty, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, 
I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. There is no problem. There is no circumstance. There is no situation. There is nothing that we have going on that is too big for you, Lord God. There is nothing that we have going on that is too big for you. I thank you. You are calling us to the nations to make impact for your glory. I thank you, Lord God. You are calling us to the nations to make impact for your glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We magnify you, Lord God. We magnify you, Lord God. And we just simply say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to um, read a scripture to you. I want to pray for your steps to be ordered today. Um, that That's the scripture God gave me this morning, that your steps are ordered by the Lord. Um, so we're going to read Psalms 37 and 23. And I'm just believing, I hear you, Holy Spirit, that the Lord is going to unlock you into your destiny, um, that you will have the steps that your steps are ordered by him, uh, that you will not get out of step with him, that you will trust him in this season. I thank you, Lord God, for bringing us into our divine destiny, Lord God. Psalms 37 and 20 C says the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall for the Lord holds them by their hand. That is the, that is your scripture for you to meditate on today, that God is leading you, that he is protecting you, that he is with you, and that he is ordering your steps. A good man's steps are ordered of the Lord. A good man's steps are ordered of the Lord. And I want you to receive that today. I want you to take that by faith that my steps are ordered of God. My steps are ordered by God. And even if I stumble, I won't fall because God is with me. His angels are encamped around me. His messengers, his angels go to battle and they fight for me. I want you to hold on to that promise. So let me pray over you today. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for each and every individual that's on this devotional. I thank you, Father God, right now that you are ordering their steps, that they will not be out of step, that they are in sync and in tuned with you. I thank you, Father God, for your resurrecting power in their life, Lord God, and that as they step, Lord God, the chaff is falling off, Lord God, lead them, guide them, direct them. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit in their ear, telling them turn this way and turn that way, Lord God, and they will not be out of sync or out of step with you, Lord God, because they hear your voice, Lord God, above all the noise. They hear your voice, Lord God. They are in rhythm with you, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that they are falling in sync and rhythm with you, Lord God, and anything that has been distracting them and keeping them from being in step with you, I bind it back to the pits of hell from which it came. I thank you, Father God, that the blood of Jesus goes before them and is on the path, Lord God, and I thank you that you are going before them and that the good steps, the godly steps are ordered by you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for your very presence. I thank you. They can hear you, daddy God, above the noise, Lord God, in Jesus mighty name. Amen.
I want to read it to you out of the CSB version as well. It says Psalms 37 and 23, a person's steps are established by the Lord and he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed because the Lord supports him with his hand. The Lord is supporting you this morning. So I thank you that your steps are established by the Lord, that you won't be out of step, that you don't have to wonder, that you don't have to worry, that you can just ask daddy God, order my steps, order my steps, order my steps, order my steps in this circumstance, order my steps in this situation. Lord, I need you to go before me and order my steps. Lord, I don't want to make mistakes. And even when I do make mistakes, I thank you, Lord God, that you are with me, that you are with me, that you are ordering the steps of my business, ordering the steps of my children. That's a promise. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He directs your steps. He delights in every detail of your life. God is involved in every detail of your life. So thank him today for ordering your steps and then wait on him, like wait on him, stand strong in the word of the Lord today, that God is going to order your steps, that he'll give you the wisdom that you need that you are in right standing with him. And the reason that you are right standing with him is because of the blood of Jesus, right? Because of the blood of Jesus, because of his righteousness, because when you took Jesus Christ to be Lord and savior in your life, you said, God, I'm surrendering my life to you. And it may not have been perfect and it may not have looked correctly always, but because you made that decision, because you made God the choice, he is ordering and guiding and directing your steps and he longs to lead you in the most perfect way, right? Your books have already been written for you. So I thank God today victoriously that he is ordering your steps. So we have been studying, um, how to really how to be become more mature, mature in the Lord. We are understanding more about our light and about the word a word of God in our life. And since October, if you're new to the devotional since October, God has had us on this journey and this path of being more light, living more kingdom, understanding that the kingdom of God is at hand and that, um, we are not doomed that the God is with us. Like he is with us. The Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. He leads us. He guides us. He protects us. Yesterday I was writing out the partner letter and, um, we're going to send a handwritten letter. Um, but as I was writing out the partner letter, I was just overwhelmed with God's truth in his word. And his word has always been the truth. Like his word is infallible. Every scripture is breathed by God and we can trust it to be the truth. So if the Lord comes to us this morning and he says to us boldly, or he says, Lakeisha, pray that their steps be ordered, then I would receive that my steps are ordered. And that if, if the, if anything is trying to come against me, then we know that, that my steps are ordered. And so we're, we're, we're learning to put on the armor of God. We're learning to walk in light. We're learning more about holiness. We're learning more about what God requires of us. We're learning to center our face, to turn our face towards the Lord so that the veil can be off our life so that we can be influencers. We're understanding that our marriage 
and our, our businesses and our children that we've given birth to are um, a part of our mission in life. And we are learning how to focus ourselves on that mission. And many of us have learned how much religion and other things have impacted us and kept us from really walking in um, holiness. And so now we're learning about the command of putting on the armor and understanding the wiles of the devil. And we're learning to awaken and be awakened in places in which we sleep. And every time I chew with you and every time I eat with you and every time I sup with you, I grow like I can feel the growth. I can feel the Holy Spirit. Um, I can understand that the measurement of who I am is in the word. Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Holy Spirit, come and teach this lesson for me in Jesus name. I'm beginning to understand that there are, the, there are things that have been hindering me and things that have keep, kept me from walking in the fullness of who I am in Christ Jesus. And so we, we, we know, or we learned, we have learned that we, we're going to have to pass the test, but the only time, the only way that we're going to have to pass to te the test is that we learn to submit to the right authority. And often many of us have been submitting to our emotions. Our emotions have led and guided us, guided us into so many wrong decisions because we haven't spent enough time in prayer because we haven't saturated that thing in prayer because we didn't stand because we felt like God wasn't moving fast enough. And when we thought God wasn't moving fast enough, we thought he needed our help because we wouldn't yield to the Holy Spirit when he was saying to us, warning, 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 warning. We were moving kind of in our own step and in our own direction. And so we've been learning through Ephesians who we are and whose we are and who we belong to and how we're right standing and how we're chosen and how we're long. And so God has been developing us into maturity. Like God has been developing us into maturity. And so we're learning to put on the full armor of God. We're in Ephesians 6 and 11. And we know that the word says, put on the full armor of God so that we're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And yesterday we learned more about the wiles of the devil and we're learning to stand. And today, um, what it means to stand, what we stand against or how we stand against the wiles of the devil is in the power of God. Yesterday we learned that the Lord, the enemy loves to attack us, to intimidate us. And I talked to you about what wiles are. So for we learn, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness and heavenly places. Right. And so Paul, Paul isn't calling you to enter into spiritual warfare. That's not what Paul is saying to us. He's not saying to us, you need to go into spiritual warfare. That's not what he calls us into. As a matter of fact, what you got to recognize that Paul is saying here is you're not wrestling against the flesh and blood. Like we, we're not wrestling. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, right? But you do wrestle. The thing that you've been fighting against is principalities, right? So you are in a spiritual battle, but he's not calling you into a spiritual warfare. You are constantly in a spiritual battle when you make a decision that God 
God is going to be Lord and Savior over your life, period, point blank. And I think sometimes, help us, Holy Spirit, because we see such good days, we think we are not in a spiritual battle. So when suffering comes, we feel like the Lord has forsaken us. Or when trials come, we feel like the Lord has forgotten us. When in all actuality, in all, in all actuality, when we, we, when we feel suffering or when we feel like the fight or we feel the pressure of the fight, um, perseverance and endurance is being developed in us, right? We, we, we are left in a place we perseverance and endurance is being developed in us. We are growing. We are passing the test. So again, remember our real battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against that. And we forget that so many times we see the person and then we become the victim. My God, we see the person, we see the person. And then all of a sudden the enemy puts us in the position to become a victim when we are not a victim, when victory was already promised to us through Christ Jesus. Right. And so if the person is our husband, if the person is, and I hear some of y'all saying, what does she mean by that? If we become the victim, we begin to fight. We begin to argue. We begin to, um, get out of all sorts. We do not stand. We don't take our position. Anytime you operate in any authority outside of Christ Jesus or how God told you to say you push yourself into a victim type mentality, right? And what I mean by victim is you don't realize the authority that's been given to you in Christ Jesus. You don't realize the authority of the blood. You don't realize, um, whose authority that you are under the, the you whose authority you are under. And so when you don't recognize that you fight from a victim type mentality, right? You'll start taking the blame. You'll start blaming others. You won't stand strong in the word. And so for second Corinthians 10, three and four says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons. We walk in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down strong in the strongholds. And so what we need, our strength, the strongholds that we need pulled down are going to be done through the strength of God. And so I need to give you the strategies of, of where we are and what we are and how we're walking in development as we walk into looking at the different armor. And so you are fighting against principalities, against the rulers of darkness, against this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And for some reason, I don't know why we don't think the devil is real. Like I, I haven't figured that out. We get so focused on the person. We get so focused on people. We've let people rule our emotions for so long. Remember I taught people are not our problems. We've allowed people to consume us we've allowed things that people have spoken. We've allowed man who will say to us, um, this can't happen when God has already said to us, if God is for us, who could be against us? Like we've allowed ourselves to become comfortable to forget that there is a real principality. And so these are the four things for sure that I know that God has been teaching us. One, he has not told us to be strong in our own strength. He told us to be strong in the Lord. 
So you got to ask yourself, am I being strong in the Lord when I'm dealing with people, right? When I'm dealing with it because of people, am I being strong in the Lord? Do I have the wisdom of the Lord? Am I trying to be strong in my own strength? Because he never caused you, called you to be strong in your own strength. He said, I need you to be strong in me. I need you to find your strength in me. I need you to trust in me. That's the very first thing he said to us. He said, be strong in the Lord, right? And then the second thing he began to say, which I'm going to show you this week, or the Holy Spirit is going to show us this week how to be equipped. He said, I need you to put on the full armor. And some of us will find out we've been lacking our armor because we've been still trying to fight it in the own strength, right? We've been trying to fight it in our own strength. And then the third thing is we, we, and this is the part I want us to focus on. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. You are wrestling about principalities. And the Bible talks about principalities all the time. Like there is principalities. And Vanessa, you're right. There's too much media desensitizing us. So we don't recognize the enemy. We keep thinking the enemy is people. So like, like as far as our presidency, um, are we focus on Trump, the person we focus on Trump, the person, if it's in our marriage, we focus on, um, our husband or our wife. If it's our children, we focus on them. We focus on their character traits. We focus, we don't realize that they're just being a puppet, but God is a God that shall not be mocked. We don't realize that what we're seeing is just a smoke cloud. First Corinthians 13. And I think it's the ninth verse says we all see through a glass darkly. We don't realize we're not seeing through the glass. We don't realize that there's a principality that's fighting against your marriage, that there's a principality that's fighting against your children, that there's a principality that's fighting against your purpose. The enemy hates you. The devil hates you. The devil hates you. And so you cannot fight him in his own territory. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot. So you got to be strong. Your strength has to become in the Lord. And so many of us have been strong in our own strength. So many of us have been trying to fight him in our own strength. Romans 8 and 38 says, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come can keep us from God's love, right? And so when the enemy is coming in trying to like a flood and tell you God doesn't love you through people, my husband doesn't love me, my kids doesn't love me. When people, when the enemy, you need to revert to the word saying, no, there is a limit to the enemy's power. Even though the enemy is real, there's a real limitation to his power. He does not have that power, right? And because Jesus Christ is enthroned in heaven, he is far above, come on, Holy Spirit, the rulers. He is far above the principalities. He is far above the authority, right? So even though, so he's above that, he's above your, that's why you got to get it out. The fact that it's a person, because if it's a person, come on, Holy Spirit, and they're constantly in our face and they're constantly around us. If it's a person that we think, then we will, we, we will, if we don't see the person's um, behavior change, then we won't understand that God is above that person because God is above the principality. Ephesians 1, 20 and 21 says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, 
far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. You need to see that every name that is named. Jesus is above every name that is named and not only of this world, but also in the world that, that comes, right? So you've got to understand it. Colossians 1 16 says, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities of powers, all things were created by him and for him. So our trouble, our trouble is the principality and the power. It's not the person, but if we keep our eyes on the person, right. And we walk into or fall into this victim, victim mentality where they hurt my feelings, where they're bothering me, where they're after me. If we keep ourselves on the person, can I tell you something? When a person is used, they're used because there is a character issue. When a person is used, when we are used, when you, we are used by the enemy. That's why God brought us through this and talked to us about walking more in the light, submitting ourselves to him, not being a part of darkness. Because when a person is being used, there is, they are being used because there's a character flaw, right? Their character is not an intact and the enemy loves to look to see when our character is not an intact. The enemy loves to see. Remember I gave you a list of things the other day of how we weaken our authority in Christ Jesus. Remember I told you those things. I gave you a list too much time in the wrong company, too much foolish talk and joking, love of money and career, a desire for respectability and image an unequal yoking with an unbeliever, ungodly entertainment, a wrong attitude or doubting the word of God, laziness, arguments, debates, wrangling too much conversation, committing to, to too many spiritual works or committing to too many spiritual things. Right. And so when we, I, when I share, that with you the other day. And when we were talking about that the other day, these were the things that shift us. And so the enemy can use a person when their character is not intact. Our gifts are important. I'm learning that, but our character is even more important. So when our character is not intact, that's when the enemy can use us. That's when the enemy can you like, that's when the enemy can use us when our character is not intact. So we think that we're wrestling against the person. We're not wrestling against them. We're wrestling against the principality who recognize that their character is not intact. So that's why we pray for our eyes, the eyes of our understanding to be open to the hope and call of who he called us to be in Christ Jesus, not who he called us to be in the world. And so if we continue to ask him to open our eyes and give us ears to hear and submit ourselves to the right authority, then our character will stay intact. Then it doesn't give the enemy access to us. And then when we are not perfect, because we will not be perfect, we will stumble and we will fall. We will repent quickly and we will submit to God's authority and allow him to deal with us. Remember, this is a spiritual thing. This is not a natural thing. You're not going to conceive this. Many of us have been trying to conceive it in the flesh and it's been working against us, right? And so we have to, um, we have to understand our wisdom of God to the principalities. We have to understand the wisdom of God. Ephesians 3, 10 and 11 says to the intent, 
that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So if you've been looking for your purpose, your purpose is in Christ Jesus and God makes known the wisdom of how to deal with the principalities and powers. And so God says to us, I need you in, in, in my wisdom. I need you to be strong in me. I need you to stop doing things in your own strength. Doing things in your own strength is what's hindering you, right? It's, I'm going to give you the wisdom that you need, right? I'm going to give you, but I can't give it to you if you're operating in your own strength. I need you. So most of us have been submitting our circumstances and situations to the wrong authority, submitted to our flesh, submitted to other principalities, letting um, the wrong advice um, give to us. First Corinthians 15 and 24 says, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. Even the father, when he has, shall have put down all rule and all authority, right? And so all principalities and powers have to end. They have to end. They have to end. And one day their purpose will be fulfilled and God will no longer let them work, right? So even though we see principalities working, God has a purpose in allowing their work. There's a purpose to it. But the word of God tells us that the principality has to end. Like it has to end. Whatever is coming for, for us, whatever force is against us, it has to end. But the way that it's not going to end is that we become more light that we understand more light, that we are operating in the ultimate principle, the ultimate law, the greatest commandment, which is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, right? And to, to love thy neighbor as thyself, that we're operating in the greatest commandment of God and that we submit and that we don't submit to the wrong authority. Colossians, many of you have come on Holy Spirit, have not found your purpose right? Or not able to walk into the fullness of your purpose because you don't understand who you are in Christ Jesus. You've been trying to still understand who you are in your word. So you think your purpose is a tied to a job when your purpose is greater than that. It's something that, and so the principality will spoil the purpose because you don't understand that the pleasant, that the, that the, that what needs to be found is found in Christ Jesus. Colossians 2.15 says, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he makes a show of them openly, triumphantly over them in it. When we go back into um, when the Israelites were being delivered from Pharaoh, it says God hardened the heart of Pharaoh so that he can show himself to be more strong so he can show himself. So some inter some people will interpret the nature of principality powers as being natural, but it's not natural. Principalities and powers are not natural, right? What they do is they operate in a natural system. They operate in politics. They politics. They operate in religion. They operate in economics. They operate in morals. They operate in biology. They operate in history and they operate in culture. They operate in places in which the character is not intact. 
That that's where they've been operating. And so I want to take you to James four and seven this morning and talk to you about submitting when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the word has to become a standard. And then we got to get into James four and seven, and we got to see what James is telling us in dealing with our enemy. And this is where most of us have been missing it. So something happens, right? A situation happens. Uh, a problem occurs. And then immediately when the problem occurs, what we do next is most significant. What we do next is most significant. And so the Lord is saying to us, I need you to become strong in me. And then I need you to put on the full armor. I need you to recognize that you are not fighting against flesh and blood. You are fighting against a principality. I need you to take up the armor of God so you're able to withstand the evil in the day, having all done to stand. And there are two ways that we stand. We stand through prayer and confession. We stand through prayer and taking up our armor daily. But because most of us are not correctly fitted in our armor and we don't really know what the armor says and we're still being a victim, we're still looking at the people, we're still giving people too much power in our day, then the word hasn't become standard and then we're not strong in the Lord. So this is what, what James says. James says, thank you for this, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. Thank you for this wisdom. Thank you for showing us how to defeat our problems. Thank you for showing us how to overcome in Jesus, right? So it says, so humble, humble yourselves before God, humble, humble yourselves before God. So when I take this out of my own hands and I make a decision to be strong in the Lord, I'm humbling myself before God. I'm saying to God, you are bigger than any person, than any circumstance, in any situation. And when we've received this scripture before we've taught this scripture or we've thought about this scripture a lot about our sins, right? We've created this scripture a lot to our sins, but the scripture is not just about our sins. This scripture is about everything, right? And if we back up, let's back up to the fourth verse, right? It says you adulterers. And he wasn't just talking about those that are having adultery. He's saying you adulterers, you that are in a love affair or a relationship, you who choose other ways and methods, you who don't set your affection above me, you who become married to other things. Don't you realize that your friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. What do you think the scripture means when they say that the spirit of God has placed within us is filled with envy, but he gives us even more grace. There's the word again to stand against such evil desires as the scripture say, says God opposes the proud. So it is an evil desire to think that you can solve your problems in your own strength. 
That's an evil desire to think that you're bigger than God, to think that your ways are better than God, to think that you can lead and guide your own strength. That's a prideful issue. When we try to solve our problems in God, that's pride. That's what pride does to us, right? And so it says here, God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, right? Humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he'll flee, flee to you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. The next part of this says, don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. God alone who gave the law is the judge. He alone has the power, right, to save or to destroy. So what right do you have judge your neighbor? This next part of this scripture is warning you. It's warning you. It says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we're going, it's warning you about having confidence in yourself. That's what it's doing. This next part of the scripture is warning you about having confidence in yourself. It says today or tomorrow, we are going into a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. Here is a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is this. If the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or do that. Otherwise you are boasting about your own plans and also, boasting is evil. Remember, it is a sin to not to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Right. And so I'm trusting you, Lord God, with this circumstance or this situation. I've got to submit to God so that I can resist the devil and he will flee. But when I try to stand on my own, when I try to stand in my own strength, when I try to stand according to my own wisdom, when I try to stand according to my own knowledge, when I don't recognize that I'm wrestling, God has already said to us, you're wrestling against a principality of power. You're not wrestling against a person and we're still attacking the person. We're still dealing with the person. We're not putting ourselves in prayer. We're not relying on the word to be truth. We don't have enough truth in us. And so when the principality, when the person comes, we start dealing with the character of the person. When we deal, we need to deal with the principality that's afflicting us. And how do we deal with the principality is we are not strong in our own strength. Lord, I've got to get my attention and focus on you and get my attention off people. When you've been praying the way that you prayer, when you've been believing God for something, when you know what God has said to you about your life, and if it's not manifested yet, it's a principality that's trying to come against your marriage. It's a principality that's trying to come against your children. It's a principality that's trying to come against your purpose. It's a principality that's trying to come against your finances. It is not 
a person. It's a principality that's working against you because Satan hates you and he doesn't want you to fulfill your purpose. And he wants you to keep struggling against the enemy and your own strength. But if you don't get enough, I hear you, Lord, but if you don't get enough word in you, if you don't fight him in the territory on his territory, if you don't have your sword of the spirit to fight against the principality, if you won't humble yourself, if you won't say, daddy, God, I need your help. 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 I can't handle this. This is too strong for me. They are requiring my life. They are coming for me. I need your help. I need your help. I need your word to go to work for me. I need my angels to fight for me Dad. I cannot fight this on my own, right? I cannot fight this on my own. Even if it's a sin, if it's something, Lord, I need your help, but you got to go back to what I gave you early and you got to make sure that you're not giving the enemy any territory to advance. Deal with your character issues, not with the character issues of others. Deal with your own character issues so that you can advance. Be more love, be more light. Set your affection on God so that he can go to work for you and stay in a repentant state. Because all the fighting that you're doing in your own strength is going to leave you useless and purposeless. And you're going to find yourself in a place that you don't have any business. So part of the problem is I'm not submitting to the authority. A lot of the problem, 99% of the problem is I'm not submitting to the authority that you have God in Christ Jesus. I'm still trying to war in my own strength. And if I continue to war in my own strength, it's going to wipe out my purpose. It's going to wipe out the process and I'm going to return back to the state that it was in, or it's going to be worse. So I've got to humble myself. I've got to say, God, no, nothing. See, we, we keep thinking it's about our gifts and our talents and I'm favored. You are favored and all that but your character needs to be intact. And when your character is in intact, it says ain't nothing bigger than God. It ain't, it ain't nothing bigger than God, but I need to rely on him. And when I stand and he says, stand in James, when I stand, what I'm saying is I'm waiting on you, Lord, to handle this. And I am not going to handle this. And you're going to give me more grace to stand against my evil desires. And you're going to give me more grace to stand for my marriage. And you're going to give me more grace because Paul has already told us his grace is sufficient for me. He said, my grace is sufficient for you in your weakness. My grace will strengthen you in your weakness. I need to rely and trust on your grace, not my gifts and talents, not my strength. You cannot afford to my, the only reason it's not working is because you've been submitting to the wrong authority. You're not submitting to the authority that's been given to you in Christ Jesus. You still too proud to allow God to come in and handle the situation for you. You, you need, you still too proud. You still think it's about you. You still, you think you need to defend yourself. You think you need to go to war for yourself when you need to humble yourself 
It says my people who are called by my name, if they'll humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. If they will humble themselves and pray, I will heal their marriage. If they will humble themselves and pray, I will heal the work situation. If they will humble themselves and pray, I will heal their children. If they will humble themselves and pray, I will heal them financially. If I will humble themselves and pray, I will order their steps. If they'll humble themselves and pray, I will heal the circumstance. I will heal their soul hurts. I will heal their wounds, but they will not humble themselves. They will not submit to the right authority. They keep submitting to themselves, which means they're submitting to the enemy and he keeps winning in them. It's a character issue. Deal with your own character issues. Get your eyes off yourself. Ask God, help me. Help me be strong in you so that I'm not no longer strong in my own strength. And God will begin to strengthen you and you will begin to rise upon wings like eagles. Because they that wait upon the Lord, my God, if you can get this today, they that wait upon the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount upon wings like eagles and you will soar, baby. You will soar. You'll soar into purpose. You'll soar into your call, your soar, but the weapon of your warfare, but the weapon of your warfare is through prayer. My God is through prayer. You just got to humble yourself. You got to submit to God so that you can resist the devil and he will flee. It's not in your own strength. It's not on your own strength. I keep hearing that they that wait upon the Lord, they that takes a stand in me, they that walks in character and integrity when someone is talking about them and when someone is beating them up and when someone is gossiping about them, they that won't become critical and judgmental, they that will keep their eyes upon the Lord will be strengthened according to his power and might. <laughs> And then we're going to put on the armor of God, but without the strength of God and the spiritual armor, we're not going to be able to stand against the enemy. I need you to understand today. It's not in your own strength, but when you do it in your own strength, you submit to the wrong authority. The reason it's not working yet is not because God hasn't heard you, Daniel. When the angel came to Daniel, he said, Daniel, 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 he said to Daniel, and I wrote this down the other day. He said to Daniel, he said, look, it's not that we haven't heard you. That's Daniel 10 and 12. He said, don't be afraid, Daniel. He said, from the first day that you purpose to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I came in response to them. However, the kingdom of Persia, the kingdom of Persia is the enemy. The kingdom of Persia fought against me. Then Michael had to come in and go to war for you. The day that you understood that it was not in your own strength, says the Lord, I begin to fight for you. 
I began, I heard your prayer. The minute you humbled yourself and pray, I made a decision. I was going to heal your land because you made a decision that it was not in your own strength, Lakeisha, that it was not in your own strength, Jessica, the day that you purpose to understand and humble yourself was the day your, your before God, your words were heard. The day you made the decision to humble yourself and not deal with it in your own strength. The day you made a decision and said, God, this marriage is not on you. This on me. These kids are not on me. My finances are not on me. My purpose is not on me. This is not on me. I'm going to pray and you are going to heal my land. The day you made the decision, the day you make that decision is when God can go to work on your behalf. When you realize it's not in your own strength, it's not in your own strength, baby. It's not, it's not in your own strength. That is not the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not carnal. They are not tangible. If you can grasp this today, if you can grasp this, that it's not in my own strength, that if I will humble myself and pray, Lord God, if I will not lean, trust you. If I will lean not into my own understanding, if I will trust the Lord God with all my heart, all my might and all my strength, he's going to heal my land. He heard you, Daniel. He heard you, Jessica. He heard you, Nay. He heard you, Angela. He heard you. He heard you. He heard you, Dorothy. I don't even know who Dorothy is, but that name just fell in my spirit. He heard you, Dorothy. He heard your prayers. If you will humble yourself and wait on God, my God, he's got it. That's it. I felt the release of the Holy Spirit. That's it. That's it. Chew on that today. Submit to the right authority. Take your stand in Christ Jesus. Deal with your character issues. When we rely on ourselves, that's a character flaw. And the enemy is looking for you to be flawed so he can you can continue to wrestle, you can continue to struggle, and you can continue to be worn out. My God, my God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people today. I thank you, Lord God, that it is not in our own strength. And if we will humble ourselves and pray, you will begin to heal the land, Lord God. If we will not be judgmental, if we will not be critical, if we will not exalt ourselves before you, Lord God, you will purpose to fight the battle for us, Lord God. We thank you for fighting the battle for us, fighting the battle in our marriages. Because it's not in our own strength. Fighting the battles for our purpose. Because it's not in our own strength. Fighting the battles for our children. Because it's not in our own strength. Fighting the battles for our marriages. My God, whoever's marriage needs to be healed, take authority in God in prayer. Lean not into your own understanding. Stop looking at your husband. Stop looking at your wife. Fight the battle in prayer. Stop being judgmental. Stop being critical. Keep your eyes on the Lord and he's going to heal your marriage. I hear the word of the Lord. Strengthen yourself for your marriage through the Lord, says God. Strengthen yourself for your marriage through me, says God. Stop trusting and relying on your own strength. 
and I'll heal the marriage and I'll restore and I'll redeem it and I'll reclaim the time that you've lost and I'll make it brand new. If you will stop relying in your own stand, stop speaking the words that I have not said. Honor me, honor me, said the Lord, honor me in tithes and offering. And I got your money. Deal with your character issues. My God, I thank you. Honor me, honor me in everything. And I'm going to heal your land. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. Honor him. Honor him with the first fruits. Honor him. Humble yourself and pray. Honor him in your tithes, honor in deeds, honor in actions, honor, 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 God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is the turnaround for somebody's marriage today. Somebody's marriage is being healed right now. As I speak, somebody's marriage is being restored right now. God is moving like never before in your marriage. He is setting order in your marriage. He is, I promise, I promise he is. He is because you humble yourself and pray because you make the decision today because you decide, you know what? I'm not going to handle marriage on my own anymore. I'm going to submit this marriage to God. I'm going to submit this marriage to God. And when I submit this marriage to God, God is going to favor me because he opposed. I was prideful. He's going to favor me. He's going to favor me. And then I'm going to be able to risk the desert, resist the devil. And he is going to free from my marriage. He's going to flee from my marriage today. God is honoring you today and going to heal your marriage because he, you honor him in prayer. If you will honor God, if you will honor God, I heard somebody say, what about my finances? If you will honor him with the tithe and offering, he has you, baby. If you will honor God, if you will let him lead you, if you will honor him in every way, if you will honor him in your finances, you'll see the hand of God like never before. Just make a decision to honor him. I love you. 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 But more than anything, God loves you. His kingdom, his kingdom, baby. I pray today that you feel, you feel the power of God in the presence of God. And if you've not made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and savior in your life, here's your opportunity and chance and God will redeem the time. He will, he will, he will. The blood restores, the blood restores and he will redeem the time. You just got to make a decision to submit to the authority of Jesus Christ. You felt it in your heart today. You felt something different in your heart today. You've been watching me all along. You've been watching for a long time and you didn't know Jesus this real and you felt something prick your heart today. And so all you got to do is say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Mm. Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I want to make you, Lord, I'm giving you control. Jesus, I'm giving you control over my life. I felt the prick today and I'm going to receive you as Lord and Savior and Holy Spirit. I invite you in and then we just need to get you baptized. We just need to get you baptized and I would continue to love. I would love to learn to continue to disciple you. I would love to. I would love to continue to disciple you. Ladies, tonight is Bible study. I want to see you there. 
I want to see you there. And then I need you to do me a favor. Will you consider being a partner with this ministry so we can continue to get the gospel to Romania and Trinidad, to other cities, states, nations, and world? Will you consider becoming a monthly partner with us so that we can get the gospel to the nation, so that we can continue to feed the streets, so that we continue to position, be positioned where we need to be positioned? Consider a monthly partnership. No amount is too small. I cover you. I thank you that you're covered in grace today. I can't cover you, but that you're covered in grace, in the grace of our Lord and Savior, Savior Jesus Christ. May God be with you. May God be with you. May you be anchored in love and anchored in this truth. I'll see you back here in the morning. Ladies, I'll see you tonight. I'll see you on campus. I want you to come on campus. Stop making an excuse. Be there with us tonight or I'll see you online. online. I love y'all so, so much. But more than anything, God loves you. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Go experience. Go let someone else experience the love of God through you. It's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom. It's kingdom. It's kingdom. It's kingdom. I love you so much. I love you, Connie Franklin. I love you, Nisi. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. You need to know I love you. This, if nobody, you felt like nobody else loved you today. LMJ, Lakeisha M. Johnson loves you. She loves you. She loves you. And I would love to be able to connect to you tonight personally. Some of you just need to feel God. Come join in with us tonight. I love you so much. I love you. I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.